It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Go for an hour tonight. Go till 8 p.m. Looking forward to get Brad Turner. Covers the Lakers for the L.A. Times. He's going to join me in about a half hour or so. I want to go uh, through some of the Lakers schedule that's already been leaked. That matchup versus the Clippers, the second game of the season. Is there still some thunder there? Remember back in the days? Feels like a couple years ago now that we were always looking forward to a Lakers-Clippers matchup. Uh, the Legacy, the true story of the Lakers on Hulu comes out tonight. I will get a chance to watch it once the show ends. Um, I think the first two episodes will be released today. Uh, got some angles on that, trying to see what we can learn that's going to be different. Ramona um, gave us a little sneak peek on some stuff a little bit earlier today. Uh, should LeBron James take less money if he signs an additional contract with the Lakers? Tim Bonteps of ESPN was trying to make a case for that. Uh, and then uh, last week I want to go into one article from Chris Haynes about Darvin Ham would not hesitate to, to bench players and how there is uh, a lot of um, – uh, let's just say he's going to have an opportunity to do whatever he wants when you're in the first year of his contract. And leverage play for Russ is going to be a lot more uh, – a lot different. Uh, so we got a lot of different things to get into. I, I do want to start with the Lakers' schedule uh, th- this is common, right? In the NBA, in the off season, once you get free agency that's gone, um, unfortunately, I think this free agency this year has been pretty quiet. Not that much has happened, and you know, from a trade market and a trade perspective, a lot of that I think was waiting on what was going to happen with KD, and still nothing there. But around this time of the year, you you kind of start getting some glimpses. The NBA does a really good job of continuing to be top of mind as long as they can in the off season, and they start releasing a little bit of that schedule. They start releasing um, opening night, what that's going to look like. They start releasing. Christmas Day and the schedule, a big matchup. So they kind of they they sprinkle all this stuff in. Guys like Woj and Dave McMenamin and Shams, everybody gets you know a little bit of an idea what the schedule is, and then eventually they'll release the entire schedule. Uh, so in these last couple of days, primarily over the weekend, and still actually trickling today, uh, Shams I just saw tweeted out what about maybe 20 minutes ago or so on some more uh, games to look forward to. Um, schedule started coming out. So this is what we know so far for the Lakers. We know opening day is going to be up in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Lakers will take on the uh, Golden State Warriors. So that will be opening night scheduled for the Lakers. It's going to be the night that the Golden State Warriors get their fourth ring in, what is it now, eight years? Uh, That game is going to be on TNT. So we know Lakers will start the season off against the Warriors. The second game I'm going to get into in a little bit more detail here in just a second. But the second game we know is going to be against the Clippers at Crypto and will be a Lakers home game. And then Christmas Day, what's the slot here for Christmas Day? So Shams actually had it all listed out here. So let me just read. Bucks at the Celtics, 76ers at the Knicks, Phoenix Suns at the Denver Nuggets. Lakers will be on the road taking on the Dallas Mavericks. And then they'll wrap up that five-day schedule. I think it starts at 10 a.m. 
and it goes all the way till probably 10 o'clock at night. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. So that is, those are the three games that we've seen so far. This is a moving target. I'm sure we're going to get more games coming up here soon. But that just kind of shows you what some of the games are uh, that we got to look forward to. So Lakers not really getting much benefit as far as having uh, home games on some of these key dates. I got no problem with that. I saw an article that, you know, something talking about how uh, how difficult it's going to be for the Lakers. You start the season off right out the gate against the uh, Golden State Warriors on the road, and then you got the Clippers. Christmas, obviously, will be a road game against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is kind of probably the best way that I could explain it. Right now, the Lakers, they're not the main attraction. You know, they, I, and uh, properly explain this because I know Laker fans are going to say, oh, what are you talking about? There's LeBron James. There's Anthony Davis. It's the Lakers brand. But I'll, I'll explain what I mean by they're not the main attraction. Lakers got some work to do. You know, you can't have a season where you're 33 and 49. And I know, listen, AD was out for most of the season. Um, LeBron missed a, a handful of games as well, a good amount of games, enough to where he couldn't, you know, obviously be in the mix there for the scoring title. You got to figure out your way to get back in the mix because you can't just have the names of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You'll get on nationally televised games. Nobody's nobody's questioning that. I think the Lakers last year had 40-plus games that were nationally televised, and I won't be surprised this season if they end up with that type of number where it's basically half of your games are either on TNT, ESPN, or NBA TV on top of having almost every game on Spectrum Sportsnet, obviously right here for, for Los Angeles. Um, but they are not the premier team in the Western Conference. There are a lot of other teams that have that premier spot. The opening night game against the Golden State Warriors is going to be about the Golden State Warriors, getting their rings, their journey to get back there. They had the injuries the way they did, how Andrew Wiggins became the player he was, Steph Curry getting the finals MVP for the first time in his career. The way that franchise rebounded back from a couple bad years primarily because of injuries, the role players that they had, and they are going to get that ring, and the Lakers will have to sit there and kind of be the um, the backstory. I know it's LeBron. I know it's Anthony Davis. I know it's the Lakers. However, that story on opening night will be more predominantly about the Golden State Warriors getting their rings. Um, the game against the Dallas Mavericks on Christmas. Lakers, you know, i got to go back and look at the schedule, but for the most part, not to say that it doesn't happen, but for the most part, that Christmas game is usually in L.A. Uh, for the most part, I know last season it was Lakers and the Nets, and that was hyped up to be, you know, obviously such a huge game. And there was no AD, no KD, no Kyrie, so there are a lot of a lot of big time players that didn't play in that game. But that game was, like I mentioned, it was here in Los Angeles, and uh, in for this game, this upcoming Christmas game. It will be the team that made it to the Western Conference Finals with arguably the most exciting player in the NBA in Luka, or one of the most exciting players. Uh, probably somebody that is entering the prime of, not even entering the prime because he's so young, but entering that stage of his career where he's going to have some opportunities to play for MVPs. And for the Lakers, they'll have to go out on the road. And I, I just kind of say all this because um, I, I think what I'm taking away from some of these release dates, they're big games. They're fun games. The Lakers are always going to be in those nationally televised games. But the Lake Show got a lot to prove as well. Uh, until the next season starts, 
and you start seeing that, oh, you know what, maybe this team is a little bit different. Wow, look at Anthony Davis. We're 40 games in, and he's played 35 of the games. Geez, Bron, even in his 20th season, is still making it happen. And I keep the Russ thing as a question mark because I genuinely don't know what will eventually happen if he'll be a part of this Lakers team, if by the time we get to training camp that he'll be there. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, whether he is part of the storyline or he's not, there's just uh, there's a long way for the Lakers to go before, you know, you can start feeling a certain way or a certain excitement about uh, what this season is going to play out to. And that's up to them to kind of change that narrative. Because I could sit here and hype up the Lake Show, and somebody else can come up, come here and hype up the Lake Show. Or you could take it the other way. Somebody could be extremely pessimistic about the Lakers in this upcoming season. Whatever the storyline is made out to be, they will determine whether there's some hope this upcoming season, if they're a 500 team, if they're below 500, or if they're one of those few teams in the Western Conference, you're like, watch out, that's a good team, they play good basketball, they're coached well, and they're going to be uh, something to reckon with. Um so I mentioned this uh, for a quick second. I mentioned that the second game of the season is going to be the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, it will be the Clippers. It will be their first game of the season. So Lakers play October 18th and then against the Golden State Warriors uh, in San Francisco. October 20th, a couple days later, Lakers will take on the Clippers. It will be, um, it will be the... Uh, uh, it will be a Laker home game, and as expected, right, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, it will be the first time since uh, December twenty second, 2020, that all four of these guys face each other in the same game. Now, I want to go back a quick second, because do you guys remember, you know, the moment Anthony Davis became a Laker, the Lakers traded for him. Big-time news around the NBA. Big-time news. And then, I can't remember which one was first, but and then, you know, not too long after, there were the Clippers basically giving up a ton of draft picks to go get what was going to be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who was going to sign with them in NBA free agency. And do you guys remember the buzz a couple years between the Lakers and the Clippers? I mean, it was real buzz. I bought into it. A lot of people bought into it. The NBA bought into it. There was so much hype between these two franchises. It was a collision course to see the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers, and it will be a grind through the regular season, and then they're eventually going to face each other in the playoffs, and then eventually once that happens, one of those two teams will represent the West in the Western Conference, or in the NBA Finals. This was the last couple of years. That's been part of the hype and the conversation. Well, let's go back to that bubble season, the Orlando bubble season, and let's go back to that year. Um, This is the first year that LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing together, the first year Kawhi and, and Paul George are playing together. And if you guys remember during the regular season, there was a stretch of games for the Lakers. This is before COVID, before COVID stopped the NBA. That weekend before, the Lakers had a matchup of the, the they had the Milwaukee Bucks, and then the very next game. So they had the Bucks on a Friday, and then on a Sunday they had the Clippers. And there was a lot of chatter at that point of the season. Hey, Lakers really haven't beat that many good teams. Yeah, their record is good, but their record against the elite in the NBA wasn't all that impressive. They take out the Bucks on a Friday. They take out the Clippers on a Sunday. Now there's buzz. There's buzz around the Lakers. There's buzz around that matchup, and then COVID hits. COVID hits, what happens after that? 
the late four months, three months, whatever it was, no NBA. They end up in Orlando, and then again, it seems like the Lakers and the Clippers are on this collision course. Except here's the difference: the Lakers beat. I think it was the they went Portland and Houston. I want to say in the first two rounds, and now they're waiting for the Clippers to finish off the Denver Nuggets to get to the Western Conference Finals, and we're going to freaking get it for the first time in NBA history. The Lakers and the Clippers are going to meet each other in the playoffs. Lakers did their part. The Clippers up three games to one against the Denver uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, lose game five, six, and seven. They end up losing in seven to Denver. They give up double-digit leads in each one of those games. They can't close them out. It's the closest that the Lakers and the Clippers got to play against each other, and it never happened. And since then, the Lakers have had injuries. Anthony Davis has not been 100%. They lose in the first round, the Phoenix Suns, and then they're eliminated from the, uh, and then they don't even make playoffs this past year. And the Clippers, that's a completely different story where, uh, Kawhi ends up getting injured, but the Clippers still find a way to get to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in their franchise history. Last year, they had the injuries. Uh, get to the playing tournament, lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first game. Paul George uh, gets health and safety protocols in that second game, and they end up losing the Pelicans, so they don't even make it to the uh, to the, the the playoffs as well. And this is where both of these franchises stand. When we come back, I want to spend uh, I want to spend a little time on this because I think it it used to be a big story, and it's not a story anymore in LA. When I say it's not a story, it's not nearly as big of a story as we once thought it could potentially be. So here's a question I want to throw out to Laker fans. Hey, Clipper fans, for that matter. If there are Clipper fans who are tuning in and are listening, do, do you want to see that? Do you want to see that hype, that hype that we had from the last couple of years that has resulted to nothing? Do you want to see that the Lakers and the Clippers um, – do uh, find a way to face each other at some point. Maybe it's a three seed and a six seed. Maybe it's a seven and a two. But do you want that hype, the way that it was there a couple years ago for these two franchises? I personally would absolutely love to see it. We'll see if it happens. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll do that. Plus, the legacy, the true story of the Lakers. What are we most looking forward to for this 10-part series that Hulu has put together the true story of the Lakers. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash network. All right, Brad Turner of the LA Times coming up here in about uh, about 10 minutes or so. Read off quick tweet uh, tweet here at William Ortiz 13. Do we want the Clippers-Lakers hype? Yes. Yes, I do. Let's get pumped up. Hopefully it encourages the Lakers team to do something special. Uh, second game of the season for the Lakers is going to be against the Clippers. That will actually be the home opener for the Lake Show. Um, listen, I, maybe I'm in kind of a category of my own here. Oh, I, I want to see that. Of course I do. For three years we talked about potentially seeing it. They've never faced each other in the playoffs. Um, I, I definitely want to see it. And it's interesting about the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers have got so much hype over these last couple of years. Some of it warranted just because who's on the roster, just because of their depth. I think Ty Lue's a good coach. Um, you know, obviously uh, Steve Ballmer, uh, there, is no, uh, there, there is no dollar sign that doesn't make sense for him. It's, he's put together a good front office. You've got to give them credit for what they've done. However, they also have done nothing. Like the, the, the best way that I can put it, is in these last you know few years now I know the Lakers won a championship in Orlando but I'm talking about these two teams getting a chance to face each other. Um, the Lakers got a lot of work to do to just get back in that conversation, and the Clippers, you know, I feel like we have fallen into a trap. There has been injuries there, but think about how much the conversation about Anthony Davis goes versus the conversation about Kawhi Leonard and his injuries goes. It's because AD is a Laker that that's always the conversation. Well, you know, Anthony Davis, where is he in his career? He hasn't done this, he hasn't done that. Kawhi's been out for, you know, a, a large part of his time with the Clippers, obviously to play all last year. So I, I think it's an important season for the Clippers as well. And if these two teams, these two franchises could finally cross pads, I think it would be fun. So uh, to start off, the, start off the season this year for the Lakers, there is um, – Let's just say they're going to have to start out the gate. you got the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Clippers in your first two games. We don't know any other part of the schedule other than the Christmas game, like I mentioned. That's going to be against the uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, there, uh, later today, and it probably already started, but because obviously I'm prepping for the show and I'm doing the show, I have not got a chance yet to watch The Legacy, The True Story of the Lakers, comes out on Hulu, comes out today. First two episodes released today. You know, I, I um, you kind of try to look. Travis and I were talking about this uh, this morning. This is going to be interesting to me for a couple of reasons. This will be the third, uh, whether docu-series, documentary, or, you know, winning time on HBO, which is pretty much purely for entertainment, the third time in a span of maybe six months or so that something comes out on the Lakers. Something comes out on the Lakers. So you had Winning Time, They Call Me Magic, that was on Apple TV, and now you got this Hulu special that I'm referring to. Um, no one's got to sell me on this. I'm born and raised a Laker fan. Um, you know, Obviously, I'm going to have interest in this because uh, I always like these Lakers stories. I always like... These, um, whether you go back to the Showtime era or you go to the Sha- uh, Kobe and Shaq era or it's the Pow and uh, Kobe era or it's now what's happening with LeBron James since AD got here and everything else. And then there's storylines before I was even born 
that's how rich in history and how successful this franchise is, whether it's the Jerry West days or the, you know, go Wilt. However far you want to go back in Lakers history, there's always great storylines. So I'm always somebody who's a fan of wanting to see any type of information that's about the Lakers. This is the one thing that I'm really, really hoping for in this, uh, in this Hulu series. I want to learn some new things, right? Like, what don't I know? And let me give you a perfect example of this. So we were doing a super crosstalk earlier today, myself and Travis, Steve Mason, and then Ramona came in. Uh, she was doing some TV, and she came in, and we we're talking about the series. And Ramona said that she was asked or interviewed two different times, uh, kind of contributing to the story here. And both times had to do more with that Jim Buss era. Mitch Kupchak at the time, the GM. Jim Buss, obviously president of basketball operations. And she had said, and if you saw the trailer for this thing, you see Jim Buss that's on there as well. And she had basically said something to the effect like, hey, I think there's going to be some storylines around this. Okay, that's intriguing to me. That's intriguing to me because it's a different type of story. It's not just, hey, did you see Magic Johnson in his rookie year? Kareem got injured. Magic suited up at center. He dropped 42-15-7 and 15 and seven against the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Lakers won in six. She, uh, she was also explaining how there was a lot of really raw footage that we've never seen before um, of the Bus family. And a lot of the storylines is kind of the what happens inside this family organization. We forget sometimes. I mean, we forget how big the Lakers brand is, how big the organization is, how much success that they've had. It's a family-run business. So the amount of can you imagine what happens in the background when you're dealing with brothers and sisters and at the time Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, that part's kind of fascinating to me, and I don't know if I have the full story there. So what I'm hoping for from the legacy, the true story of the Lakers, this 10-part series, what I'm hoping for is that I can sit down and have a conversation with somebody that's not a Laker fan, that's not a basketball fan, and we could be sitting back talking about how entertaining this is, which is a challenge. I mean, I'm not telling you that it's easy, but I felt like that happened with winning time. And I know, listen, I'm not trying to compare the two. This is... This is the real story. Winning time was, can we entertain some people in this first season of them doing it, knowing that a lot of the stuff they're feeding us is not true or it's not real or it's just incredibly dramatized, um, but could they entertain us? And winning time did that. So I could sit down with my girl and watch this thing, and she doesn't have to care about being a Laker fan or any of that stuff. And I'm this. that's the part I'm curious about is, will it be interesting – to somebody that is not someone like myself, watches the NBA, watches the Lakers, covers the team, that whole thing. I think that's going to be, that to me is what um, I think will be a challenge for this uh, series, but we will uh, we'll wait and find out. I, w- I will say this too, um, a lot of unseen footage. Um, the Jim, Jim Buss storyline I mentioned, there are articles, maybe if there's some storylines on the Magic Palenka and what happened there, that is a little bit more intimate to me because I was actually there when it was all unfolding. Um, and then also, you know, if you go right now and you Google winning time, or I'm sorry, you Google the this Hulu uh, series, there's an article on NPR, on Fox, on CNN. It's definitely getting publicity outside of ESPN, Fox Sports, and Bleacher Report, you know, some of these more mainstream sports websites or sports apps or whatever the case is. 
So we'll have to uh, wait and see um, how much uh, how, how much of an impact that will have on uh, certainly from an entertainment perspective. Okay, coming up next, uh, Brad Turner of the LA Times. I'll get his thoughts. I'm sure he's uh, all dialed into this uh, series as well. I'll ask him what he thinks about that matchup between the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, And then also uh, I'm going to get his thoughts on this. Tim Bontemps from ESPN uh, was talking about how he thinks LeBron should take a page from James Harden and take less money to be with the Lakers on some type of an extension to try to help the team obviously be more effective in free agency. We'll do all that coming up next. Thank you for being a part of the show. Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I want to welcome in uh, BT, Brad Turner of the LA Times, covers the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, BT, thank you, my man. I appreciate you uh, again on the show here. I'm pretty sure there's going to come a time in the near future where you're going to be, you'll be out of touch. You'll end up somewhere in Europe and... uh, I got I basically I got to get this in now before I, I think you're you're completely out of uh, out of the mix here. Yeah, well, it's not somewhere in Europe. I'll be in Paris in Europe. That's, Specifically, that's Paris, France in Europe. Yes, yes. Just just to be just to be on, on top of things here. That's all. Well, I know that's your annual trip here, and uh, it's uh, I think legendary. So we'll wait for the pictures and the stories by the time we get to training camp. So you could share those back then. Um, I want to let, let me start off here. There, uh, the schedule came out, or at least the schedule is as usual at this time of the year. We're starting to get some leaks here. We know opening night, um, at least uh, for the Lakers. We know that on Christmas it looks like it's going to be at Dallas against the Mavs, um, and then the second game of the season, uh, it'll be the home opener for the Lake Show. They take on the Los Angeles Clippers. I spent a little time on this, and I'd love to get your opinion on it. I think about the hype between these two franchises a few years back. And, you know, if you'd have told me three years was going to go by and the Lakers and the Clippers would not face each other in the playoffs at any point. You obviously had the Orlando, the the bubble season. Um, You had the year that Anthony Davis goes out uh, and really is just injured. Lakers are eliminated in the first round. And then, of course, last season for the Lake Show, they don't even make the playoffs. Um, do you still think there's some hype here between the Lakers and the Clippers? Do you still think there's an opportunity for yeah. these two teams to garner some real, real interest? Or do you feel like that ship has sailed? I mean, I, I might be the only one left that's still excited about seeing these teams potentially going at it. Well, the ship hasn't sailed by no means. Is there interest? I'm going to say yes, but 
to what degree, what level, I'm not so sure where it is right now because the Clippers also win a playing game. They missed the playoffs because they had Kawhi was injured, Paul George was injured. He came back. He didn't play against the Pelicans for that last seed because he was dealing with COVID. Lakers missed the playing game altogether. You know, so there's some interest there because they're both – the two teams here in L.A., they're the same division, and they're both pushing for the same thing, which is to win the NBA championship and to dethrone Golden State. The difference is the Lakers have won 17 titles. The Clippers have won zero. They've got a few guys over there. Ty Lue won two championships playing for the Lakers. Brian Schultz on the staff, he won three as a player with the Lakers. He won two as an assistant coach. Kawhi won two in his career. He won in San Antonio, in Toronto. So they do have that, but that organization hasn't won a title yet. And that's what they're pushing for. So that makes it interesting because the Clippers think they're the best team in L.A. And they've proven that to be the case the last couple of years. But the important thing is, forget being the best team in L.A. You want to sure. be the best team in the NBA. Right. Do you cash out or do you not? And obviously for a Clippers franchise that's never won a championship before, that's should be the only thing that matters. And, and by the way, I, I think that just based upon um, – what they're building, and, and obviously Steve Ballmer is very vocal about it. That is their goal. That that is what they want to win. Um, what what do you what do you think of the? There was, and I know it's so easy or it's so early on this. The off season, the NBA had these off season rankings, and in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, they put Lakers at number nine. Uh, I, I know you know it's interesting, BT, because. I can sit here today with you, and we could go through the Western Conference, and you know you can make an arm. No, I think they should be seventh. No, I think they should be tenth. I mean, wherever you want to put them, you want to put them. But once the season starts, and depending on how many games Anthony Davis plays, and LeBron's going to be in his twentieth year, is Russ still on the roster? Is he not? I still think there's you know a lot of unanswered questions. But what? How do you feel about the Lakers right now? in the Western Conference, looking at the other competition, looking at other teams that are also, um, you know, the idea and the concept is they'll be healthier. That's the, the, the Nuggets, and that's the that's the Clippers, and I'm sure there's other teams that the, the new-look Minnesota Timberwolves grabbing Rudy Gobert. H- how do you stack up the Lake Show against some of these other teams in the West? Man, I got to tell you, I don't see them being in the top six in the West. I think Utah falls out mm-hmm. because that's what they seem to want to do. But them falling out just means that the Clippers go in. So that means now they're one of the top six teams. And then one team people seem to forget about is Phoenix. Phoenix will still be good, very good in the West. Dallas may not get to the conference finals, but they have this guy named Luka who's damn good. And all things being considered, if the Lakers are healthy all year long and AD is playing his best basketball and Russ is fitting in and they make this work, then maybe they can be a top six team. But we talk about maybe. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. And I just don't think that I, when I see the rankings that has the Lakers, you know, seven, eight, nine, I agree with that because we all don't forget. The Lakers have a brand-new coach, a first-year coach in Darvin Ham, who will go through some hiccups along the way. Hmm. So there's that to consider. 
And they just had to prove to me that they're a top six team. And right now, I don't think they are. BT, last week was the uh, first week. You know, you just kind of look at from a date perspective. Everybody was circling um, the date that LeBron could potentially sign an extension with the Lakers. Yeah. And, uh, and we got, you know, a little bit of a story from it that uh, it was uh, it was a good meeting and uh, both teams or both uh, the franchise and, and LeBron's team, they're on, you know, similar pages. But there was also some other details that had come out. And um, part of that conversation was the frustration of last year and players' roles and so forth. Um, without getting really into any of that, I'm just curious to know, how do you think Braun is approaching this potential extension? Mm. How do you think he's um, – it doesn't seem like there's any rush on his side. Do, do you kind of see him just waiting around on this? Does the rest of the off season or this upcoming year you think weigh on what he's thinking? How, how do you think that uh, – um, how do you think he approaches that over these next – you know, this next year or so? Yeah. I'll say this no matter what anyone says – no one can get into LeBron James's head. So to speak for him would be, you know, foolhardy. But let's do it anyway. What the heck? That's what we're here for. <laughs> I, I do believe, based on his history, when he was in Cleveland, he wanted to see the Cavaliers improve that team before he signed another contract with him. When the Lakers are no different. LeBron wants to see the Lakers make some moves to see if they can improve and they can put him in position to have an opportunity to win an NBA title. And the bottom line is, there's no rush. He can still wait until June to do this. But another key element to this, from what I understand, is his son, Bronny James. LeBron wants to play with his son. Where would that be? Would it be with the Lakers? Would it be with another team? You're hearing stories that maybe he could go back to Cleveland. He would do it there. Well, Bronny James can't play in the NBA until, what, 2024? He has to be at least one year removed from high school, and he's going to be a senior this year. So that's another component that we have to consider that LeBron is probably thinking about, that I do want to play with my son, and where would that be? Who would draft him? when it comes time for him to be draft eligible. Brad Turner from the uh, L.A. Times taking some time to join Lakers Talk. BT, I'm going to stay on LBJ for for a quick second here. Um, you know, I feel like we've done this for the last couple of years. It's like, hey, you know, Bron's got to – obviously he's going to slow down a little bit. Look at his age. Look at the mileage that he has on his body. He's been in the league for X amount of years. All the playoff games that he's played um, – Every single year, I feel like, for me, my expectations, he surpasses my expectations. At some point, you have to imagine that he does slow down a little bit. Um, I guess a two-part question here. Uh, how do you feel – what's the best way for LeBron, you think, to approach this season, kind of knowing the – balancing the big picture and – is it just as simple as this? We could talk about Braun as much as we want, but ultimately at the end of the day, it really just comes down to Anthony Davis, how many games that he sure. plays for the Lakers to to be in the mix or not be in the mix. Now, I think the thing with LeBron this season, if he stays healthy and he's able to play, let's say, 72 games, is to decrease his minutes per game, where he doesn't exceed, I'm going to say, 32 a game. 
And then if you get to the playoffs, you obviously increase those. The wear and tear on his body, on anyone's body, in the course of 83 games is a lot. But if you can decrease those minutes and he's not playing 35, 38 minutes a night, he'll be probably as effective as he was last year when he was healthy. So that's important. And, yes, A.D. has to be that guy. He has to be the guy that we know he can be. But first he has to stay healthy. And if I want to put a number on A.D., for the amount of games I want to see him play in, I would say at least 72 of them. I don't think, I don't have this in front of me, but I don't think AD has ever played all 82 games in his career. And that's something that I'm sure weighs on him, tugs on him, because he did not like being called street clothes by Charles Barkley of TNT. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the, obviously that's not the perception that you want to have. Unfortunately for AD, um, they go as he goes, or at least the Lakers go as he goes. And two straight seasons combined, he played less than 50% of the season. Obviously, the Lakers were not able to have any impact in the league. Um, BT, uh, your thoughts on this as well. And I think this is uh, this kind of kind of I'm going to get a chance, and I'm not sure when, when you'll get the opportunity to watch it. The legacy, the true story of the Lakers, that's coming out on Hulu uh, tonight. First two episodes are released later today. If they probably probably already have at this point, uh, watch it when the show's over. What what are you hoping? What are you hoping to see? Um, what what are you what are you kind of expectations from this? We've seen documentaries on the Lakers in the past. Uh, in this kind of small six month window, we had Winning Time, which is obviously purely entertainment. Uh, they Call Me Magic was on Apple TV, and now you're you're getting this Hulu special. Um, what are you hoping to kind of take away, learn from, see, uh, or at least storylines that you're looking forward to in this series? But I just want to be entertained, to be honest. I mean, I was around that team early on in my career. I saw a few things, and I heard a couple of things. But we think back to doing the COVID time. We were all locked down. Mm-hmm. And the Chicago Bulls, that came out. That was right, the last dance. Because the last dance, because there was nothing really to watch, and there were just so many characters on there, you know, from Michael and Scotty and Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman, and yep. Dennis Rodman want to go to Vegas. So I, I really just want to be entertained and find out if there's some things I didn't know about. I'm sure there will be some things there. And I had a chance to be around Dr. Buss quite a bit in my career, and he was an amazing, smart man, and he was a very nice person to be around. So I just want to be entertained. I want to watch some of the old highlights of the Lakers, of the Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and Byron Scott days. I want to see Kobe and Shaq and Rick and Rob and Deep Fish. I want to see those highlights and reminisce again about, man, those were some great times. I got to cover that. I got to be around that. But I just want to be entertained and to see what else I can learn about the Lakers. BT, my brother, I appreciate you coming on the show as always. I hope you have a fantastic time out in Paris. And uh, we'll follow you on Twitter, not for any Laker content. We just want to see how Paris is going. No, that, no. I, I might send some wine to Michael Thompson, but it'll okay. be a gift. That works. That works, BT. Yes. Well, thank you, brother. <laughs> Safe travels, and, uh, and we will uh, catch up with you soon, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, that is uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times. Uh, always great having him on. A couple things I want to get to before we come to a close of the show here. Um, 
Let's see what we want to hit on here. I still got so much more stuff here. I should have gone a little longer tonight. Um, article last week, Chris Haynes, that Darvin Ham would not hesitate to bench players. I want to talk about how Russ, if he is on the Lakers, by the time this year starts, has literally zero leverage when it comes to the role that the Lakers are asking him to play. Plus, what should I take away from a tweet from Patrick Beverly? Is it pro-Lakers or is it against the Lakers? We'll do that coming up next day right here. Lakers Talk 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, shout out here to Nipsey Hussle. Would have been 37 years old today. Uh, would have been 37. Obviously, a big piece of LA. You know, it's interesting during Laker games. You guys probably hear this music a lot and a lot of Nipsey before Laker games. So many of those players, uh, you know, they play their hype music, and Nipsey. Uh, Used to always get a lot of run at Staples, at Crypto. Would have been 37 today, so just a quick shout-out there. Um, thank you to uh, Brad Turner from the um, L.A. Times for taking some time to join the show. Um, right, a few other things I want to get into. So last week this came out, and I had mentioned it to Brad Turner, that meeting that the, the Lakers front office had with, obviously, LeBron James. Um, Chris Haynes had a report last week um, talking about Darvin Ham. And I think this is just so interesting to me. Uh, Part of the conversation that the front office, Darvin Ham was having with LeBron and his people, he voiced that defense got to be better across the roster. But um, Darvin Ham had mentioned he wouldn't hesitate to remove from the game, and he's talking about players that are not playing their roles or if he felt like, they weren't giving everything that they're supposed to give. Listen, I, I can make an assumption here of who he's talking about. He's not talking about Braun because he's LeBron James. You're not talking about Anthony Davis because he's Anthony Davis. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's talking about any of these role players because, uh, you know, if you're Stanley Johnson or Wenyan Gabriel or uh, any of these younger players for the Lake Show, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, or Thomas Bryan, or any of these new guys that they brought in, 
um, you're literally fighting for your NBA career. That's the position that these guys are in. They're not locked and loaded to these long-term contracts. So every single game has impact, is has real importance for you and your potential career and where you're going to go and if you get another contract and keep adding to all that. Uh, I, I take away that this is um, this is referencing players that if you're on this Lakers team, you're going to be asked to play the role that the team needs you to play and if you don't, it will not be um, – it, it just won't be put up with. You know, I, I talk about last year. I wish Frank Vogel did more of this. Vogel, you could say, really didn't have that much leverage last year. He didn't have that much leverage to say, hey, Russ, I'm actually taking you out of the starting lineup. Or, Russ, I'm not playing you this game because I don't like the way this fit is. Or, you know what, I just, I'm just i not crazy about this matchup. Or, I don't think you're hustling on the defensive end. Whatever the case is. I never thought he had the leverage. Why? Because Frank Vogel was, he could at any moment be let go. Those rumors started back in December. And Russ had two-year contract. So, you know Russ was going to be back another year after if he wasn't traded or something along those lines. Now, I wish Vogel actually took that the other way. I was like, well, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. I'm going to do anything I can to believe uh, whatever gives the Lakers the best chance to win. I think he was just trying to be the the good guy and trying to politically please uh, the team and politically please Russ or whatever the case is. Darvin Ham doesn't have to do any of that. You know, I, I talk a lot about leverage. Um, right now, Russ has no leverage this upcoming season. He really doesn't. Russ is making $47 million this upcoming year. It's obviously very clear the Lakers uh, have had interest in seeing what they could get for Russ if they traded him. And other teams that would take him are not taking Russ because of his skill set at this stage. They're taking him because they can get some draft picks out of it, draft compensation, and then they could clean their books after this season and that $47 million is gone. Maybe they have some bad contracts that they want to throw the Lakers' way um, in the process of doing so. Russ is playing this year, and I've said this to Travis before, he's playing for what is the rest of your gonna, your career going to be like in the NBA. I'm not telling you that Russ doesn't have a skill set. I'm not telling you that Russ can't still be successful in the NBA, but the way Russ used to be successful in the league, it's changed. And how he treats this year with the Lakers and if he is on the Lakers, how he embraces that role that he specifically has, how he embraces playing on the other side and playing defense, how he embraces all that stuff could determine what his future is going to look like past this year. I don't know what his value is in the NBA past this year. I really don't. I genuinely, genuinely do not know. I don't know what kind of contract that he can get. But I do know that that player specifically – um, he has lost whatever leverage he's had in the past because when this year ends, that $47 million contract is done, and he's got to prove that he can still find a way to adapt in today's NBA, find a way to for him to understand that um, you know the way he was successful in the past, those days are over, at least it seems that way, uh, and still be an asset to some team in the NBA. So uh, when I when I see that, when I read that, would not hesitate to bench players. I'm just, honestly, I'm thinking that that's what he's referring to. It's got to be Russ that he's referring to. Okay, last thing I want to get into real quick. Shams had tweeted out Lakers-Clippers game uh, scheduled for October 20th. 
Patrick Beverly retweets it with the emoji of the prayer, right? Got your hands, somebody make a prayer. I can't understand this. I can't. Patrick Beverly is part of the Utah Jazz. So does this mean that Pat Bev, which most think he'll probably eventually get bought out by the Jazz and then go on some type of a contender, does this mean Pat Bev is praying that that Lakers-Clippers game that he's on the Lakers? Or is he praying that he's on the Clippers? I genuinely can't figure out which squad that he's trying to be on. I will tell you this. I think the Lakers can use him more. Uh, they need that depth. They need that veteran. They need one of those dogs. I don't feel like they really have, or at least didn't have last year. Um, all right, a couple quick shout-outs here. Uh, thank you to Funches for sending me some stories. Laura Romo doing a fantastic job in the studio. Mario Ruiz with the imaging. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody being a part of the show, and thank you to Brad Turner. L.A., have a great rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.